Come on, come on, let's have it! Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast with your hosts, Callum Webber and Jacob Ingamgore. Yes, guys, welcome to the next episode of Freedom Lifestyle. Um, as always, share the love, guys, subscribe, you know, like, all that good stuff. Today, we've got a very mental guest who's actually um, my mother. Hello, everyone. <laughs> nice to be here. She's got a bit of a mad story, um, <laughs> just to give a little bit of a way. Um, she's actually an Olympic swimmer. Came six in the world, was it? I did, yeah. 1984 finalist. I was only 16. Crazy. And yeah. this is this is this is going to be a mad one then. This, this is actually my first time um, meeting you, Deb, as well. So what a way to uh, to meet you doing our, doing what? a podcast. <laughs> so, so we'll just run. We'll go straight into it. So tell us about your story, uh, Deb, so the listeners can get a bit of context. Okay, so um, I learned when I was about four years of age, and then I had swimming lessons for about three years. And then when I was seven, my um, local council built us a local swimming pool in Fleetwood, my hometown. So I joined the club at seven and then did my first international in Holland when I was nine. Um, Was traveling the world at 11. I did the Canadian Nationals. I won those at 11. I also won two gold medals at um, the British Nationals at 11. At 13, I got into the GB junior team, traveling the world again. It was absolutely amazing. We probably spent four to eight days per month abroad. So I didn't miss a lot of school. So um, I did have to take a lot of homework and and extra curriculum work with me. Um, But my mum being a school teacher, she always made sure I I kept on the ball and kept up with it. That was the deal. If my my schoolwork suffered, then I had to pack in the swimming. Um, Crazy story. When I was 15, um, I I went into the, the Commonwealth Games trials in commentary, the British trials for the Commonwealth Games. We took the top 34 swimmers. So you had to be ranked 34 in Britain to qualify for the trials. I was ranked 33. Went down there. I was 15. I'd already been swimming for a couple of years with the GB junior team for this for the GB senior team. Uh, went in 33rd, came out third. Not got a clue how that happened. I came third in the final. Top four qualified for the Commonwealth Games, 1982, Brisbane, Australia. Went to the Commonwealth Games, GB uh, senior team, and I came out with a gold medal. No idea. Six weeks earlier, I was 33rd in Britain. And six weeks (laughs) later, I was gold medalist in the Commonwealth Games. And and Her Majesty gave me the, the medal. So that what, was kind of very, very what, special. What a mad story. So, Jacob, yeah. what were you doing at 15? <laughs> you know what you want to know, lad. <laughs> Honestly, that is that is a, a mad, mad story. Wow. Yeah. And then, because yeah. obviously you Olympic stuff. So. Okay. And then, um, so I was actually only 15 years and six weeks when I went to the Commonwealth Games. Um, I also made a, a two events, so the... The, the relay got the gold and the individual 100 metres swimming, um, I made the final. So I was eighth in the final also, got got British record in both. Uh, then when I was almost 17, but 16, I made the United 84 Olympic team um, in Los Angeles. Came away with the finalist, so six in the world, another British record. So uh, yeah, chuffed to bits. And on the back of that, I was given a, a university scholarship for four years to the States. I went to the University of Miami um, when I was just 18 years of age. So absolutely 
phenomenal free ride the whole time. Came out with a Bachelor of Science in Marketing and Advertising. Um, yeah, and then in 86, I made a second Commonwealth Games, but that one didn't go so well. That's another story. And then obviously after all that, you just walk us through the rest because you've got a bit of a bad story after that as well, from air hostessing to obviously launching the business, etc. Okay, so um, when I was 22, I was in my final year at the University of Miami. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I, I broke my, uh, I ripped my rotator cuff during training. Um, so that was me out of swimming for six months. So yeah, I lost my scholarship. So last six months, mum and dad had to fund my, my, my swimming scholarship. Anyway, at 22, graduated, sick to death of swimming, didn't want to do it anymore. So I decided to go off to New Zealand, do some traveling. Um, and then I became the national swim coach for the New Zealand swim team. So wow. I was traveling, <laughs> I was traveling around with, with them. Absolutely amazing. And then came home, didn't really know what to do with myself. Back at mum and dad's house, no job, no car. I thought, well, there's only one way, and then that's up. I've hit rock bottom. I've got nothing. So I decided to do something completely different and became um, air hostess. Uh, moved away again, travelled the world again. So can you see a theme here going on? Traveling love to travel. Same, as me, to same travel. as me and Jacob. <laughs> Amazing. But I like to travel and someone else is paying for it. That's, that's <laughs> Smart. I like yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then when I got to 27, uh, I met Jacob's dad. And then, uh, well, then, you know, the history, I uh, bought a house with a pool, had my two beautiful children and made my own swimming school. And 27 years later, I'm still teaching kids to swim. Probably taught over about 3,000 kids today. And uh, we've, uh, we've we've just had a, a world record holder um, taught by me. So that's wow, absolutely that's amazing. brilliant. Yeah, so From- that's my legacy. From all like your experience then, like what was like what was like the number one like habit that that you implemented to to achieve all these amazing things when you were younger? I just loved it. I, it's all I wanted to do. It's all I ever wanted to do. I, I wasn't bothered about anything else. You told me I couldn't go swimming. I'd been in such a bad mood. I had to go. I had to go. It was adrenaline. It was a drug. I had to do it. Right. Uh, so so you. The, the, the better the results so, so ultimately you, you found your, your true purpose at like three years old uh yeah three four years of age yeah you, you yeah, definitely just, wouldn't have invested in jacob's uh, nlp then <laughs> <laughs> you, found your per- you found your purpose at three like that's amazing <laughs> uh, yeah. and, people- and even now even now i'm getting huge satisfaction from i'm too old to compete now but now i'm getting huge satisfaction from watching the kids that i've got swim competing and winning so I'm I'm getting a buzz through other people. So from what, was, what what was Jacob like uh, as a, as a swimmer? Oh, uh, ta- you can't oh, really shit. say. No, no. <laughs> to, to be fair, he had five sets of grommets. Poor little thing. <laughs> he, had his, he had his first set of grommets when he was about four. Last set when he was sixteen. So with grommets, because they drill a hole in your eardrum, you can't swim for about three months after so although he came to my swimming lessons he was barely there because he because of medical i'm a scrapper lad he's a good he can swim but it kind of he thrashes about a bit it's not really got much style but he's not not cool is he he's got (laughs) (laughs) cheeky bastard i just want to get all the dirt on this one (laughs) let me ask you dad i think people be I think people will be interested in this. What is the most <laughs> embarrassing story you have on your son? 
Oh God, you I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. I've had a few, haven't I? Oh God, <laughs> I know one. Which one? Here we are. Yes. Which one? So <laughs> don't worry, there. Jacob, you'll find out in a minute. Stitch me right up here. <laughs> so so Jacob's got a younger brother, he's 13 months young, called Sam. And they were bouncing on the bed together, jumping up and down when they're about four or five years of age. You know what I'm gonna say, don't that they? And for some reason, I think Jacob might have been naked, I'm not sure. Anyway, <laughs> so Sam was jumping, and all of a sudden he jumped on Jacob's willy and um <laughs> Carry on, you started that. Sorry, carry on. You nearly got ripped me up. Sorry, he did. He actually jumped up and down, it stunned Jacob's willy, and the willy stayed on the bed. And Jacob rose in the air from jumping, it nearly detached off his body. So I'd stayed into A and E and have it stitched back on. If any of the listeners are loving this and want to get Deb back on for some more embarrassing moments of Jacob, then send us loads of messages. I can't wait to get, I want to get your family on. Keep it on the topic. <laughs> what? Um... <laughs> oh, you dummy dirt, yeah. <laughs> oh, you can't oh, compose God. yourself now, can you? <laughs> <laughs> but obviously to, to give a to give a bit of to get some uh value for the listeners obviously you've coached um you know a, a lot a lot of swimmers and now you've got one that's you you said a world champion like that's amazing like yeah. what are like the top three traits um of the the ones that you seem to be like do the most success in the in the swimming world You've got to have your families back in. You cannot do it alone. It's it's a team event. Although you're swimming as an individual, you cannot do it without a huge amount of support and backing from your parents, I like that. from your I like coaches, that. Yeah. from your teammates. Number two, you've got to want to do it. You've got to be hungry. If you don't have that hunger streak, forget it. Everybody trains the same. Everybody has the same coaching techniques, the same dietary requirements. You've got to want it more than anybody else in the world. You have to. It's it's 90% mental, 10% physical. And third, you've got to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy getting up at 4am, what's the point? You're just not going to do it. Your heart and soul has got to be in it. I like that. I love it. If you were to do it all again now then, what would you double down on and what would you do differently? What as a as a fifty rep fifty? Um, I'm giving my age away now. As my age is now. <laughs> like if you should like, wind back then, knowing what you know now, right? What would you double down on that you're already doing, but you should have done more? And what would you what would you right. do differently as well? So so at eighteen, I went to the University of Miami. At, at eighteen, I hadn't even been to a bar or a pub. First year, I went a bit mental. I wouldn't do that now. I'd get stuck in, get your head down, get on with it. First year was a bit, ooh, a bit dicey. I almost got kicked out of uni. I was, yeah. I was a bit of a party animal. Get yeah, that quiet. It's all coming out. I had 18 years with hadn't even been to bar with a boyfriend or anything. So I did, I did make up for it the first year. Second year, I thought, you know what? This is serious. I've got that out of my system. Let's crack on. Let's get on with it. So, yeah, less partying, more serious stuff. You swear, I, I can see where I get it from now. You're a bit of a fruit loop, aren't you? <laughs> this, is, this has been a bit of a unique uh, unique podcast so far. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. And to be fair, because I mean, our podcast, at the end of the day, you know, it's Freedom Lifestyle. Obviously, we like to give as much value as possible. But in regard to it, it sounds like you've done so much traveling um, over the years. Like, what is your favorite place that you've ever traveled to and why? 
Jacob knows this one. Thailand. Thailand, all the way. Been six times. Love, love, love it. People are fantastic. So welcome, so friendly. Food's unbelievable. And it's still quite cheap. It's so easy to get around. The weather's phenomenal. The beaches are phenomenal. You can swim in the sea. It's like swimming in, in a bath. It's amazing. Just love yeah. it. Uh, Thailand is amazing. I, I can't wait, Jacob, for us all to be out in Thailand doing these podcasts, chilling yeah. in, chilling and peeping. And, and smoking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Tell them about that. Christmas. Yeah, he, he showed me all of it. Was it was it yourself that went out there? Oh no, it was your, your yeah. diver friend Charlie. He sent um loads of videos of him being in Thailand just recently with all the uh, the marijuana sales. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. legal. Yeah, we, he sent me that. Yeah. yeah, weed's legal now in 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 Thailand, isn't it? So it's right. it's it's a it's a new game out there now. Obviously, people yeah. used to be quite scared to do it in Thailand because obviously you do not want to get locked up in Thailand. It's like not a chance. <laughs> Have you ever seen that locked up locked up in Bangkok? Yes. It's not yeah. a pretty sight. No, no, it's it's not. No. So you'd, you'd be very popular in there, Jake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did, you know, did you know right up on this podcast? Did, did you know did you know Deb that um Jacob nearly, nearly went on um a date with a with a transgender oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. in Mallorca. <laughs> I, I do know his younger brother tells me everything. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think he's got a bit of a thing for him. I think... Have you told Callum about you dancing on the podium with the tr- with the uh, lady boy? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that video. Oh, yeah, I oh, always enjoyed himself. If anyone, li- if anyone listening to this to podcast, <laughs> if anyone's not listening to this, out of context, right? <laughs> if anyone's listening to this that wants to see Jacob uh, dancing uh, with with a lady <laughs> with a lady boy in Thailand, let us know and uh, and we'll, we'll get it sent to you. <laughs> this is class oh mate the next podcast i'm gonna get so ruthless on you lot. <laughs> but yeah in terms of obviously um like finding your passion at like such a such a young age like did you ever did you ever get nearly get swayed off to do something else or was it always like no i know this is for me no, not not until I was twenty two, and then because I got injured, I ripped my rotator cuff. Um, I couldn't physically swim. Um, I wanted to, but I couldn't. So I knew that I had to rest. And in those six months, I got lazy. I got put on a bit of weight. Lost the motivation. Didn't really want to do it anymore. I thought I've been doing it for about eighteen years, and I've been in the GB team for. Oh, about 11 or 12 years. Getting up at 4 a.m. is hard every day when your friends are out having a good time. And at 22, I'd kind of lost the mojo a little bit. I just wanted, I wanted a break. Three years later, I missed it so much. I just came back. I came back and and I did what I could do. And I was a little bit too old then to compete, 27. So I thought, right, well, I'll just teach it. And I get huge satisfaction for teaching swimming. Yeah. So as a not anymore <laughs> but then uh, yeah as like a because you are technically a coach now you coach yeah. and swimming aren't you yeah. so as a coach then what is throughout the whole time you've been teaching swimming mm-hmm. what is like the top three things that you've taken away the most that you now think these are really important these are what I have to implement all the time um, but like I've said before, they've, you've got to have you've got to have the backing of your family. There's, you can't I mean, I mean from yourself. like your point of view, though, uh, what, when what you're you coaching. Well, 
you can't make someone want to do it. They've got, it's got to come from them. Once it's come from them, you can nurture that skill, that ability, that talent. But if they don't want to do it or they don't have the natural instinct, there's nothing really. You can teach them to be a swimmer, but you can't teach them to be an Olympian. That's got to come from within. And you can see that. Um, some of the swimmers I've got at the moment, they're, they're phenomenal and they're eager and they're, and they're hungry for it and they want it. And you can see it. And they've joined clubs and they're doing fantastic. Some of them are smashing records and making nationals. And you know, in a few years, they're going to be on the GB team, hopefully going to some major games. But And then some are like, you know, they're pretty good swimmers, but they're just not into it. So they've got to have, they've got to have that killer instinct. Wow, that's, that's just made me think now as well. Like you mentioned, you know, you can't make people do it. But, you know, when we're at school, we're, we're kind of made to do specific subjects. Like imagine at school you you found what you loved and just went all in on the things that you loved you know like obviously you were smashing swimming constantly and you know look at the results that you achieved imagine you know for instance for me if I just went all in on business from a young age I'd be even further so much further ahead now than what I that what than what I am and it just makes me think like I wish you know at school there was more lessons towards finding out your purpose and you know the reasons yeah. of being here rather than getting forced to do lessons that you 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 don't get any passion from yeah yeah true Bang yeah. On. i had amazing teachers though they totally supported me if i needed time off um from school to go swimming internationally that, that was fine as long as i kept up with my work they're absolutely so supportive um yeah they're, they're phenomenal look i couldn't couldn't really um Fault any of them. I had such a support network behind me. That is essential. You can't do it without a support network. Here's a good question for you, though. What's giving you more value in your life? Going all in with swimming or school? That's an obvious well, question. <laughs> I, think, I think everyone could answer that one. Well, do, you know, do you know what? I'm going to say both equally because without the swimming, I wouldn't have got my scholarship to university, which gave me an education which helped me create my business, which is involved in swimming. So I think both side by side were equally important. What did what did you study at university? Marketing and marketing. Yeah, marketing. Yeah, yeah, no, amazing. Well, I'm I'm obviously amazing that it's it's worked out with you. You know, creating a business from that. I just found yeah. with my experience from uni studying business, it was just no value whatsoever. So it's actually quite nice to hear the other side because me and Jacob have very strong opinions about you know the school systems university and stuff and at the end of the day there are going to be good courses out there which are benefit which are going to benefit you however from speaking to a lot of people that we've met and from our own opinions we just didn't believe that the university was there to set you up for success more so to set you up to you know get an an employee you know be an employee um, and then pay your taxes yeah 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 absolutely absolutely well jacob studied geology can you imagine him being a geologist no, <laughs> no way no. Wow. it's just it's not jacob at all no we do say he's a bit of a viking though jacob <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's just i don't know he's just got a bit of a viking essence about him a bit swedish <laughs> long hair isn't it people actually thought you were swedish in mallorca didn't they 
Yeah, lots of people think we we were as a family when we went away abroad. We thought we were Swedish. Maybe you've got some like sweet. If you do, you're like, I'd love to do a family tree. I think that'd be so cool. But maybe if you go back to in in your family tree, you know, you you might have a whole Swedish family you don't know about. Yeah, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, my sister did a family tree going back to the 16th century. My father's side's from Liverpool. My mother's side's from Baycup. Which is East Lancashire. It's got to go way, way back, thousand years, haven't you? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> so, like, obviously, like, from running, because you've run a successful business now, mm. what's, like, the biggest, what, what's been the hardest thing you've had to do in business that's made you grow? Uh, to be honest, it's been really easy. Um, <laughs> when I started 27 years ago, um, we didn't have it. I tell you what, internet made us far more successful. And it's just made business easier. Because when I first started at 27, I had to give out leaflets to doctors to put on the notice boards and hairdressers and I had to hand deliver leaflets. But even then, I had a two-year waiting list. And we've never dipped probably below a one-year waiting list. And so now I've still got a two-year waiting list. We've never... It's not really been a struggle. Everyone wants the kids to learn to swim. And we're very, very fortunate. And um, I'm in the business with my husband, who's an absolutely phenomenal teacher. Um, he teaches from four months old, the babies from four months. And I teach them when they get to about seven or eight, when they're a little bit more advanced and ready for clubs. But our unique selling point, and we're the only people that do this in Lancashire, we don't use swimming aids. We don't use armbands, floats, woggles, nothing. And I think that is what has made us successful is the fact that we've got that USP. I love that. Like that's a bit of great value for anyone listening. If you're looking at starting a, a business or you're already doing a business, like ask yourself, like, what is your USP? Like, how would you stand out? Because, you know, there's so many different types of businesses out there in the world. You've got to find a way to, to stand out. Yeah. Thank and I think I think that's what's made us um, successful. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Absolutely. So before we wrap up then, like a final question. Anyone who wants to become like a world-class athlete, uh-huh. what's the, other than the passion and all that, yeah. obviously that, that's got to be there anyways. Yeah. What's like the biggest piece of advice that you could give them? Not, it could be an athlete or it could be someone who wants to become like a, an entrepreneur, et cetera. It's that mentality. You've, you've just got to be hungry for it. You've got to sacrifice so much to get where you want to be because it's so worth it. You've just got to eat, live, breathe your passion. Just get on with it. Have the support of your family, um, your friends, and you've just you just got to live it and, and live your dream. You've got to go you all just, in. You've got to go all in. You use like, you know, if someone, you know, looking to start a business, at the end of the day, if you're doing a nine to five as an example, like you've got five till 10 o'clock at night, you've got, you know, five hours there in the evening, or you could even do it in the morning before work. You've got five hours at nighttime to go all in on whatever you're passionate about so that you can then escape, you know, a job that you're currently disliking. But yeah, that is absolute great value. But I don't know about you, Jacob. I, you might not like have liked it so much, this podcast, but I've absolutely, <laughs> absolutely love it. I'm sat here sweating, mate. <laughs> You've just been grilled for half an hour. Been uh, absolutely grilled. That's good live. <laughs> have, have, you, have you enjoyed your, this you experience, Deb? I have, yeah. I it wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. It was easy. So there we are. Out. Yeah, so you're growing it. You've got to step out your comfort zone, but um, we'll we'll end it there anyway, guys. I hope you all enjoyed. Obviously, I'm sure uh, the highlight will be finding out about Jacob, 
Um, but before I leave as well, we've just realized as well now there's a new update on Spotify where you can actually give reviews uh, on, you know, uh, podcasts. If you can all, if you're obviously loving it, which I'm confident you will be, if you can give us a five star and get this sharing around, you know, so we can blow up um, the podcast space, especially for people in their 20s, then we'd really, really appreciate that because we're going to get so many different guests on this podcast from all different sectors of life. So I literally cannot wait. But guys, it's been a pleasure. Peace out. Thank you.